Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Good morning, guys, and let's give Michelle a round of applause for another just great segment. She's battling allergies and all that jazz, and let's give her a little love. Come on.
All right, all right. Well, guys, I want to shift into another topic. We're in the Breakfast with Champions Good Morning Club. It is uh, just, well, that's not the name of the club. The name of the club is Breakfast with Champions, but we are here, and I want to give you guys a good morning um, to the next level, and we're going to talk about peak performance this morning, uh, something I'm obsessed with and pretty much have been obsessed with since like I was 19, 18, 19, even in college. Uh, and I want you, if you have a principle or a truth or something that you love to teach on or speak on around peak, peak performance, come up on stage and share. Be bold, not bashful uh, this morning. Or if you're on stage and want to share, just flash a mic. We're going to talk about that here later this morning, but I'm going to give you guys five different core principles of peak performance, and I want to break through, help some of you guys break through some capacity limitations, all right, some mindset limitations, some energetic limitations, some beliefs, some story, some capacity around who you can become, all right? So I want to take a few minutes. The first one is removing the blocks. Because when we think about peak performance, uh, yesterday I was sitting down with a young entrepreneur. He's, he's got a real estate team of 11 agents and a whole staff of around 14, 15 people. And he's a guy that I'm mentoring on the executive side and leadership side. And his name is Jacob, and we sit down. I actually mentored him when he first got out of college, and uh, I had my real estate team. And then, you know, now he's a client of mine for the coaching side. And the first thing that we started breaking down is we did a half day where we worked on his wealth plan, his wealth identity, his wealth pillars. How is he going to build wealth, leverage his genius, leverage his gifting, all that jazz? Well, the first thing we had to do was we had to tackle his limitations because the limitations, the stories, the beliefs, like they just set a ceiling of limitation. Like uh, Michelle was mentioning, she's got allergies today. I have allergies pretty bad too. Not today because I took some Sudafed <laughs> and I feel pretty good. But if my mind is fogged up and my body is fogged up and I'm fatigued, guess what? That's, that's just really radically lowered my ceiling of capacity. Well, Jacob had these limitations in his beliefs and his stories, his traumas. He was used to kind of getting walked over. And I don't know if, about you guys, but if, if you're used to just let no boundaries, he grew up in a you know, family with very low boundaries in their relationships. And, and so he's still undoing that. Like he basically went, goes through two hours of therapy every Monday, working through some of that, uh, rewiring himself. But he's also changing his environment, okay? Because his environment sets a ceiling of capacity. And that becomes a barrier. It becomes a barrier of limitation. And another example, and this ties into the second one, which is raising the ceiling of potential. I'm reading this book by Dr. David Sinclair, uh, one of the world's greatest experts in anti-aging and reverse aging. He's the professor of genetics at Harvard, world-renowned on aging. And he talks about one of the craziest stories I've, I've heard in a long time. They're, they do aging research on mice, of course, before they do it on humans. Well, one of the molecules they've been testing about uh, energy and cellular energy and cellular repair and aging for example, on, I'm not an MD, but this is my layman's explanation. 
of aging. And what he talks about is basically one of the causes of aging is basically our, our cells are always getting damaged and our cells are always getting damaged and they're getting damaged at the DNA, DNA level. Well, healthy cells and energetic cells, they naturally will go and repair the DNA over and over, right? These things called, I think it's ser serotonins. Uh, someone else medically can explain it more accurately probably. But there's a molecule or a coenzyme called NAD plus that transfers, it's, it's utilized to transfer energy on the mito, from the mitochondria from one cell to another, and that helps the cells repair themselves. Well, by the time we're 50, we've lost half of our NAD plus, okay? So now you can boost it back up. Well, they tested on these mice. They're 64-year-old mice, the equivalent of 64-year-old mice. Well, these mice would normally run like half of a kilometer on the, the little mouse treadmill. The mouse treadmill was set at a maximum capacity for three kilometers because mice never run that far. Like young, healthy, vibrant mice at their peak never run uh, the equivalent of, well, three kilometers. But they tested these 64-year-old mice. They gave them NAD plus injections into their body. And guess what? These mice... These mice didn't just run half a kilometer like normal. They ran three kilometers, which is the equivalent of you or I running ultra marathon the next day with no preparation, nonstop, not taking a break. These mice didn't take a break. They actually broke the treadmill. Grandma and grandpa mouse, because they're 64 years old, right? They broke the treadmill because they raised their energy capacity at the cellular level. We can do that today. And I want to unpack some other secrets of peak performance around raising your potential. Um, so we're going to talk about that. I thought that was fascinating. Maybe I might be the only one, but I thought that was pretty crazy. These old mice just running six, you know, nonstop the ultra marathons. But I want to talk about how you got to use, you got to raise your energy. And being in breakfast with champions every, every morning or as often as possible, as a way to raise your energy, who you speak to, who you interact with, who you uh, connect with, they, they have a ripple effect because of phase entanglement of where it's quantum physics, where as one atom collides with another atom, they leave a piece of each other on each other. So at the very foundation of our universe, on the molecular level, as atoms collide with one another, we leave pieces of each other on each other. That's why it's important for, hey, if I show up with a piss poor attitude versus a great attitude and energy and joy and passion and commitment and resolve and resourcefulness and determination, find a solution to whatever problem, whatever challenges I face today, guess what? I'm going to rub that off on my wife. I'm going to rub that off on my team members. I'm going to rub that off on my clients. I'm going to rub that off on my friends, my parents, right? And then I can also repel, you know, negativity when I encounter it. But that's, you got to raise our attitude. If we want to raise the ceiling of potential, we also got to raise our beliefs. So Jacob, for example, yesterday, I do a lot of identity work because your identity precedes your destiny. I'm, I'm going to shut up here in a second and give space for some other geniuses here on the stage or in the room to share your wisdom as well. So raise your hands here if you would like to share a piece. But Jacob, I'm working with Jacob. He's 28, 29 years old, really talented young man. I mean, accomplished far more than I had at age 
um, at age 28, 29, but he, he has better mentors than I had at age 28, 29. <laughs> uh, so, so I'm working with him and we worked on his identity and he had this old part of himself that was a lot, we used to just not stand on his ground, not having the backbone, not saying no to what he didn't want and saying yes to what he really did want because he didn't have healthy boundaries. But then he had this other identity and this other identity had a name called freedom. Think William Wallace, freedom, right? Like freedom in his internal soul and his, his commitment, his resolve. And he had that part of himself and we anchored into that part of himself. And then we worked on, we reverse engineered, what does that higher level identity show up as, right? How, what's the mindset? What's the self-talk? What's the talk with others? How does that part of him move? How does that part of him dress? What music does this higher level self walk with? You look at the greats, uh, Kobe Bryant had Black Mamba. When he put on the mindset of Black Mamba, when he's on the court, boom. He's got that killer instinct, that unshakable confidence. No matter if he misses shot after shot, he's still going for it. He's still going to give it his all to win. So what's that, what's that higher level identity for you? Your body has one. Your body knows of one. But you got to tap into it. Got to create some of the space for that. I'll put my link to Claim Your Power NLP session, which is what I did with Jacob yesterday. I do with a lot of my clients, my masterminds or one-on-ones, but I also have the whole uh, uh, meditation free on YouTube. So you can do it on your own. And I've had thousands of people actually go through it, but I want to post that here in a few. But so we worked on that powerful identity and reverse engineered and helped him get anchored into that. So those are a couple principles that I want to share. I've got uh, three more, uh, create the roadmap, build the tribe, and create massive action. But before I go any further, I'd love to see from the stage, who else would have a principle, a peak performance they would like to share? Flash your mic if you've got one. Let's see who would like to share. Do we have any bold bold shares today? Good morning. Yes, uh, I saw Gary Monica. and who is the voice? Monica, go ahead, my friend, jump in. Good. You've always got Good. great wisdom. Thank you so much. I always love your segments too, Michael. Mutual Admiration Society meeting has come to order. <laughs> um, well, interesting about the peak performance thing. So um, I am a cyclist. I do strength training as well, but I discovered cycling a little over a year ago. And so I'm pretty new at it, but I've been cycling with, with um, groups lately, which is also new to me because I was solo for so long. I did not know about cycling clubs and cycling groups. And so I live nomadically in every city I go to. Now I look up the group and I just drop in. I just literally draw. I look at their calendar and I show up where they're going to meet and I drop in and I ride with them. And the way that the groups, if anyone's a cyclist in the room, you know, the way the, the groups work is they, they, pay, they, they kind of uh, separate themselves by skill level and speed, you know, right? You're you basically your fitness level, your ability to keep up. And so you have to place yourself when you first go and, and having no context, I wasn't sure where to place myself. So I ended up starting with a group called D, which was, I discovered too slow for me. 
So I, I realized I was stronger than that. So then I went to C and I discovered I'm even too strong for C, which is really exciting. And so last night I did what's called a C plus, which is a little C, but a little harder. And in this ride last night, it was a 32, 33 mile ride. In this ride, it was really challenging. And I found myself calling upon some of these things you're talking about. This peak performance stuff, like this pushing yourself to where you aren't sure you can go. So how do you get there? And I found myself talking to myself out loud in the third person. It was amazing. And I was saying the things that I would say to someone else, but I was saying them to myself as if I was a different person. And that to me, the third person thing was really powerful. And the things I was saying were, you are just as strong as these cyclists. You have everything it takes to get up this hill. One, you can push one more stroke at a time and just over and over and over again. And it's calling upon that part of yourself that you don't often call upon, but you need to call it by name and say, you are this, and I know you are this. And for me personally, that works better than using first person I. So that's my share today. I know that was a little bit long, but I appreciate you allowing me the space to give context. This is Monica and I'm done. Monica, love that share. And that's spot on. And you're speaking it and calling it into existence and proclaiming where you want to go. And also, I think uh, I think David Goggins, if I remember correctly, he talks about how uh, the human body, he's a former Navy SEAL, and he talks about the human body, once it hits its tired fatigue level in the gym and it just feels like it can go no more, it's actually only at about 40%. But the mind is the part that is a struggle to break through, right? So beautiful share. I'm curious. Um, what else did you notice about your confidence as you pushed through and broke through that upper limit yeah uh this you know recently in that what did you notice afterwards i noticed in fact i even said this at the end of the ride because it was a it was it wasn't a ridiculous ride but again i'm a new cyclist so it was less than 2000 feet of climbing but I said to myself and my and the people around me, I said, man, I am proud of myself for hanging in there with you guys. I was every step of the way was not behind. And that was that was exactly what I experienced was a, a renewed kind of a refreshing of what's possible for me. Like I I did this really hard thing. And it propelled me. So now the next time I show up at a group ride in a different city, I will be absolutely more confident saying, yes, I'm a C plus rider as opposed to going, well, I don't know. I'm not sure I could hang with you C plus people. I'm going to be like, I, I've just done it. I've, I've proved it that I'm a C plus rider. Now, the next thing is when do I get to B, right? So that's my next goal. When do I get to become a B rider? I just have to work on it. But it gives you, it sort of opens the door to trying new things as opposed to holding yourself back. So good. So good, Monica. And one of the cool things about Monica's illustration there, guys, so she pushed a little bit beyond her normal perceived limits. Stephen Kotler, uh, one of the top uh, experts in flow research and how we step into flow state, talks about um, you're actually, your flow state is just 10% beyond your limits. It's not 50%. It's not 100%, it's not just so extreme that you're like overwhelmed. It's just a little bit more beyond your, your perceived limits. And then what Monica did is she busted through a new, I like to say your old 
ceiling becomes your new floor. So her identity, Monica, I'm guessing your identity is it's anchored in as a C plus writer right now, right? And then, yeah, go ahead. Absolutely, it is. And you're, you, oh, you said it. Dude, this is so on point. Your new ceiling becomes your new floor because once you break through that ceiling, the view is very different. If you imagine mm -hmm. just breaking through the ceiling of your house right now, you'd be yep. up in the attic or you'd be on the roof. <laughs> view is very different. And when the view is different, the outcome possibilities are different. Yeah, exactly. So guys, so Monica's story there, great case in point. Your old ceiling becomes your new floor. So what, what's the new ceiling that you want to see, that you want to see in capacity for your life? And the other, the other thing I'll mention, I hadn't planned on talking about it too much this morning, but when you step into your genius zone and you find your deepest area of genius, and I have a, a whole book and PDF on that, I'll give you guys, I'll post the link up above here in a second. Uh, right now I have a link to 22 Keys to Mindset Mastery, um, a little mini ebook that I created for how to master your mindset. So grab that if you want. Um, but one of the crazy things is now she's not going back, right? Once you learn how to ride a bike, you don't forget. Once you learn how to swim, it's not like, oh, I haven't swam in 20 years and I can't freaking remember. No, you know it because it's seared into your subconscious mind. So that's the cool thing about how we work as human beings. And I'm fascinated with how beliefs can get anchored in, how to rewire beliefs, how to rewire identities. It's possible, guys. Your ceiling of capacity is so much greater than any of us could imagine. In fact, one of my favorite, favorite verses in the Bible says, Ephesians 3.20 says, Now glory be to God by his mighty power at work within us, he is able to accomplish infinitely more than we could ever dare, dare to ask or imagine. Well, whatever your faith perspective is, you have a greater ceiling of capacity than you could ever dare to ask or imagine. And I think the shocker for most of us when we die and we meet our highest level self is I think we're going to be in awe of how freaking great we actually are, how freaking great we were actually meant to be. So I wanna invite you guys to explore that possibility, stretch into it. And Monica did something beautiful of like creating, creating an environment where she stretched into a higher level of potential. She stretched her ceiling of potential. And she also leveraged the community and the tribe. So that's another big piece is leverage. How do I leverage community? How do I leverage a team? How do I leverage energy of others, beliefs of others? to find that next level. And then she used the fuel of resistance. When we encounter resistance, so she was using fatigue. Fatigue is resistance in this moment. As she's cycling up this big hill, she's like, I'm gonna, she didn't maybe plan on it, but she's using that fuel of resistance to soar to a new level of identity and belief structure. And now she's there, right? So, um, I want to go through the third one, and then if you guys have a share, message me, or just unmic here in a second. But the next third, the third principle of peak performance is creating the roadmap. And so this is where you break down a three to five steps uh, or more. For example, with Jacob, when we were working on his wealth identity yesterday and had a VIP session here in Nashville, 
So what did I do with them? I first, well, one of the things we did after we eradicated limiting beliefs, anchored them to his more resourceful, higher level self, because the vantage point when you're operating from that higher self versus your lower self, the vantage point and what you see is radically different, right? We can all play small. I play small sometimes. I'm still undoing it. Every day I meditate on, I'm releasing the disease of smallitis because I want to. I'm committed to that in this next season, in this season I'm in right now. And so the roadmap that we worked on Jacob, we did his wealth pillars and his wealth strategy. What's his philosophy for how he's going to build wealth? That's an alignment and congruency with how he wants to build wealth. What's his strategy? What's, what are the steps, the sequence? Right? He's in real estate, so we obviously tapped into some real estate strategies. And he's got a real estate team of 11 agents. So we're working on leverage with that. And then the next piece of creating the roadmap is how do I play more and more in my genius? So with Jacob, we're looking at what are his $1,000 or even $10,000 an hour activities? And then is he using his best energy of the day? We have three to four hours of peak emotional and mental energy. Do those go to the best things? Or do they go to the $20 an hour activities that you could do and mind-numbing uh, ease, like folding laundry, like administrative stuff, like uh, running errands? Are you using your best hours to run stupid errands or to do non-critical, uh, non-essential tasks in your business, okay? Or in your career, you know, if you have a job. Um, so finding how you play your how you play into your genius is absolutely essential and then using your deepest area of gifting and your most valuable activities in your best hours, okay? So that's the third, creating the roadmap. And I'm gonna go into building a tribe and dream 100 here in a sec. But I'd love to have another share from the audience. Who else would like to share a principle of peak performance? All right, Patricia, <laughs> yeah. I see you. And then Gary, are you still there too? I know you were, and I see Sarah, uh, Subflex, all right. Patricia, I saw you first, and then Gary, you're on deck, my friend, because I know uh, you were sharing, uh, wanted to share earlier, so I, I'll call on you right after Patricia. Patricia, quick share, my friend. What sure. So uh, what came to mind was OKR, Objective Key Result. I learned it from uh, Measure What Matters from John Doerr, one of the first investors in Google, and he uh, told the two uh, innovative kids, uh, you, you have to implement this, and it basically is set objectives, uh, you know, track and then scale so like anything even riding a bike right uh you want to have a destination then you want to track it you want to see your time you want to see how long it took uh and then you want to always do better uh so again objective key results uh objective uh set and then track and then scale uh back to you and always a pleasure uh patricia great share i love that book i just reviewed it again as i'm working on my new business venture. So spot on, pick up that book that Patricia was recommending objective. It's a uh, called measure, measure what matters, right? Yeah, so good. John Dower. All right, guys, uh, Gary, what you got for me, my man? Hi, Michael. I want to begin by saying you have been dropping some gems. And I'm certainly enjoying and being here this morning with the information that you're sharing in the room. I just want to add a couple of things, though. Um, many years ago, we have done a study on peak performance, and one of those personalities that we have studied, uh, 
the thesis that we have studied for that was Abraham Maslow. And uh, one of the things that came out of that study is that traditionally, um, when companies are uh, attempting to create the environment within the workforce to have that peak performance, they build a theory and then they put that theory to practice. But the theory in itself tends to be limited from the perspective that the theory is not looking at, at things like uh, the importance of rest, the importance of food, the importance of clean air, the importance of clean water, just to name a few. And I mention these things because uh, unhealthy water um, can have unhealthy effects on human uh, physical, emotional, and psychological performance, which will uh, work counterproductive to peak performance. Uh, the same thing happened with food. Um, it downregulates um, our performance in most cases when we are not taking much attention um, of how food affects uh, human performance and by extension the results that we are looking for as managers in terms of peak performance. So I just wanted to add this. I do believe that while I love everything that you said, and those are gems, I love it, uh, I do believe that creating that environment for not just, you know, uh, a one-time or a few-time peak performance, but to have consistency in uh, how people perform, uh, taking a holistic approach um, would be vital um, to encouraging uh, peak performance in the workforce. That's it for now. Um, Mike, Gary, and I yield the mic. All right. Good share, Gary. Appreciate your wisdom, my friend. And thanks for joining us, as always. And the holistic approach is spot on. Guys, also, before I hand over the mic to Sarah, uh, I know there's a few other shares. We won't get to everybody, unfortunately, this morning. But I also want to mention, I'm going to post my link to Six Steps to Finding Your Genius in case you're interested in that and grab my 22 keys to mindset mastery up above. Um, but lastly, I am co-hosting a retreat called Speak Like a Pro in August in Nashville with my man Dan Clark. He's done keynotes in 78 countries. Because one of the other things you want to think about in peak performance is how to bring the energy from stage, how to bring the presence, how to bring the storytelling. I'm, I'm a C plus at that compared to Dan. Dan's done keynotes, paid keynotes in 78 countries. And he was the youngest man ever elected to the National Speaker Hall of Fame. So if you're interested in elevating your speaking ability, just shoot me a message, speak. And uh, now without further ado, I wanna hand over the mic to Sarah. Sarah, flash your mic. You there? Yes. Go ahead, my friend. Yeah. Uh, Hi, Michael. So here we go about my share. Thanks for giving the mic. In my point of view, I think that our minds are going to be just something like if you want to just keep your mind alive, you have to live within the life mainstream within your live stream. God has created the world with all the changes. Just take a look at around you. We have four seasons. The tree gonna be changed every single seasons. So if you, if you want to just keep your mind and yourself alive, you have to accept 
the changes. Some people are afraid of that. And they, but the point is they don't know why they want to change. This is the problem. I want to change for any special reason or this is just something that I have just learned from this room. So you have to just bear in mind what and what are the changes that you're going to just rule or obey and how you're going to do that. I think, and uh, I think in my point of view and in recording what I have learned just right now, uh, if I want to learn how to change in my life completely, I have to be prepared to say goodbye to my comfort zone. The very essence of growth is to improve beyond what I have experienced before. And some people, unfortunately, are afraid of that. I have to break new ground, something that we have just mentioned. So get into the habits of stepping out of my comfort zone at every opportunity. For example, if I have just gotten used to uh, trying the same food or just teaching the same lesson as an educator or just signing up for fitness challenges, I have to just say goodbye to them and be open to new offers. And sometimes just listening to the signals that universe or God sending to us gonna be the best leaders for our life. Thank you for listening to me. Sarah, thanks for your share. And guys, uh, she's spot on with moving out of your comfort zone. The magic happens in your discomfort zone which is generally just about 10% more than your comfort zone. And if you make it a habit and build that mental muscle and habitual muscle to live in your discomfort zone, that's where the magic will happen. But without further Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.